Matthew. Matthew, hello. Hello. Hello, hello. We are, uh, we're doing commentary for Die Hard. Big classic. Let's go. Let's get it. You, uh, you a fan of this movie? Uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty good. good. I, I dabble. I've seen it a few times. How many? Give or take. I, I think this, this is, is my sixth, sixth viewing of the film. film. Really? Yeah. yeah. Hood classic. I wish, uh, I wish I had seen it at the Park Theater before uh, movie theaters closed down permanently. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, I went to last Christmas. It was a good time. This guy kept offering me a drink, and I was like, okay. He was like, it wasn't a weird thing. It was just like, it's Christmas. Have a drink. And eventually he he got me a drink, and he was very happy about this. <laughs> yeah, and then his, uh, his son was like, passed out next to him. And did you party it up with him? No. Break it dawn? No. Well, opportunity missed. He was like, can I take that seat? And I was like, uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Enough with that, though. Lucas, are you sipping on anything today? Smart water. Honestly, for me, the boxed water be hidden. Have you ever you know, had it? The, yeah, I've I've had it two times. I I feel like um, it would just taste like water with like that sad and cardboard. They they <laughs> I th- they do a way they find a way to eliminate that taste, so it's all good. But and the novelty of holding a box of water, uh, it can't be matched. Although I've only done it twice, so it's, I'm not sure if it'll last. Seems like a gay this is gift. A, this is the first cigarette of many in this film for uh, Mr. McLean. He's, uh, I can't believe he lasted five, four more movies after this, to be quite honest. How, uh, it's, it's so dumb that there are even sequels to this movie. I know, it, but it's like the movie was so successful. And the thing is, I actually have not seen any of the other ones except parts of the fifth one, like on cable. But I heard the second one is decent, and even some people like the third one too. I know, but isn't it just? It's so weird that it's just this. The point is that it's this freak accident, and then it it just happens again. <laughs> you know, John McLean can't stop getting himself in trouble. This summer, get ready. It's it's. I don't know. It makes no sense. Like I get I, I get it. a second James Bond, right? Because he's James Bond. Yeah. But a second, a guy being in a trapped situation and has to go Rambo. Okay. Well, la- later on, they say like you know, like the CIA, CIA is like you know, John, we need you for this mission. <laughs> Cyber hackers are taking over the earth. That's like in the fourth one, he's doing computer shit, and he's like an old man doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> this it's not a franchise. This isn't conducive to a franchise. You're right though, and it was a mistake to make other films. This guy is probably my favorite character of the movie. What's this guy's name? Skippy? Yeah, it's like Skippy or Jimmy. And he... 
He's just, oh my god, he's so stereotypical, it's almost <laughs> offensive. Well, he's straight out of American Psycho, bro. That's, I, <laughs> he's so funny. I love, I love his scene with Hans Gruber later on in the film. It's so funny. Especially the scene too, where just cop sniffing blow, and he's just like, "I was just making a, a phone call." The phone call. This is the only phone nearby. <laughs> this this first part of the movie, like this quick building that they're doing, is like my almost my favorite part. Like the script is so tight that it, like setting up John not having to wear shoes later. So then, like, he has to step on the broken glass, and they do it in such a way that's, like, not obvious, right? It's very, yeah, you're right. It's very elegant storytelling, and then this, they do it very efficiently. And that's one, that's another great thing about the film is that they get all the stuff and all the backstory done very cleanly, and then it just lets you have second and third act of building on the characters and, of course, all the action in the film. Yeah. It's really well directed. John McTiernan. Uh, is a great director. He also did Predator. Yeah. Also went to jail for a bit of perjury. Whoopsie. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it, hey, it happens to the best of us, you know. J- you know, <laughs> don't worry. Just don't worry about it, okay? I'll turn on to California. Californians be like, am I right? <laughs> Let's talk about the Argyle situation. Yeah. Right about now. Is he uh, is he chill or what? <laughs> it's funny because he's like his sidekick, but he he talks to him for like five minutes, and then he just waits around in the parking garage, <laughs> and then he gets his one moment at the end. Oh my god, he's a funny character though. I like Argyle. Yeah, and he, like his com- like he's just comedy throughout the whole movie basically all the yeah. times that we see him it's just for like a joke because something chaotic's happening and then he's just <laughs> hanging out in his car yeah and he's bumping stevie wonder all the time he's calling his honeys on the phone <laughs> and it's just also this like oh this little sequence here that just basically tells the, the whole backstory is so like brilliant it is it is good. And I don't know, it's like the script you're right is very tight. It's super tight in this movie. There isn't really anything that is it like, you know, left uh, well, I, oh, loose ends are wrapped up at the end of the film very neatly, but every syllable thing that sticks out is resolved later on, you know, all the Chekhov's guns are fired, you know. That's really good. That joke didn't age very well. What trip? No, that joke. Wait, which joke? I didn't hear it. Where it says, uh, like, what did she do? Did she beat you up? (laughs) (laughs) John's like, haha. (laughs) Also, I forgot to look it up, but I wanted to know if his uh, scars were real or if they did that as a, like, prop. I think, I think... I'm going to assume that's a prop because I don't think Bruce Willis has that in his, all his movies. I could be wrong, though. I can look it up. Because if it like if it is just makeup, it just kind of adds another level where maybe he was in another big fight like this before or something. Not was, to this scale, nice, but... Uh, 
it's a nice touch. He's a he's a tough New York City cop, you know. Also, is this a Christmas movie? Uh, sure. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'll throw I'll throw those people a bone. Sure, why not? <laughs> Anything can be a Christmas movie if you wanted to. You can call Iron Man three a Christmas movie if you want. Not that you probably want to. Is it on Christmas? It is. Yeah. God, I totally forgot. Also, Christmas in Hollis is a banger. What is? Christmas in Hollis. That song they just played. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it comes on on the Christmas station at work. It's always a good time. Classic. Also, this guy's boss was cool with him just hanging out in the garage all night. I guess so. (laughs) All for a tip. You are right, Argyle. You are right. Also love this random sci-fi element to it. I feel like that's sci-fi. I don't think they had stuff like that in the eighties. Oh, like this touch screen? <laughs> I think that. <laughs> I think. I miss. I think they did start to have the beginnings of touchscreen technology. I don't know if they would have it here. I just but, like yeah. it's, it's the only weird futuristic part of it to me. It's 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 like almost like a contrast because like John is like as he calls himself in the movie later on, just like a bum. He's a simple guy, right? Yeah. And then he goes to his wife's job, and they and they pull this shit out. A fucking robot comes out and shakes his hand, <laughs> and he's like, uh, "I don't know what I'm doing here." Even the marriage drama in this film is is convincing. Yeah. It has emotional depth and it's just like worth watching. Like that's so hard to accomplish for a lot of movies. A lot of romantic comedies fail horribly at this. Yeah, like um, even later on when it's getting like very emotional and very romantic, it still feels like earned. Mm-hmm. It looks like the third Mario brother. Waluigi Mario. And Mario Mario, Luigi Mario, <laughs> huh? Do you want to do Super Mario Bros. commentary later? It's the 35th anniversary. I think it'd be a good idea. No. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. You don't have to say no or yes now. You just think about it for a bit, okay? Well, I think I gave it ample thoughts. And, uh, well, just you know, like just don't you don't have to give an answer right now. Just wait, just wait on it. Well, okay. <laughs> Fucking Californians. Californians having a good time. John's like, God oh, damn it. <laughs> also, there's this one song basically throughout the whole movie, and it never gets stale for me. I, you know what? One thing that uh, I actually, on rewatch of the movie, and I've seen this movie a lot, I don't usually pay too much attention to the score of the film. But there's a lot of quiet sequences or ambient stuff in the movie. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, basically they just keep playing like O to Joy. No, is it O to Joy? Yeah. Oh, O to Joy. Yeah. Oh, that song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Especially when they open the vault. Yeah. And they have that music swell in full orchestral form. That's great. And then that like is the kind of like blown in his hair. That's like the only. That's the only song I can recall in this film off the top of my head. Yeah, that's basically like all the deep melody and ambient stuff. That's like O to Joy to slow down. Yeah. And they do it all throughout the movie. I think specifically just for the big like swell uh, and the big reveal. Yeah. Here's Jimmy McCocaine. Nice little touch to have everybody celebrating and partying and Holly is, uh, you know, still working, still getting shit done. That's just a nice little way of showing that, you know, she's very career oriented. Yeah, they do that. And at the beginning of the movie, they kind of have the parallel there of Bruce Willis's character, the, the the lady, the flight attendant looks at him, but he just walks away. And then this, you know, cocaine-driven Jimmy here, he hits... It would it, it be an 80s action movie if there wasn't cocaine in some way involved in the movie, you know, like whether it's a dealer, a smuggler, cartel, action. You gotta have it. It was just so big in the culture, I guess. You know, disco in the 70s is like cocaine in the 80s, you know? It's just, what else is there to do? The chemistry is just, yeah, it's so convincing. It's pretty good. I I wonder if uh, she's in the sequel, because I would have liked to see them or do more, I suppose. I wonder if they ever recasted her or if she died or something. Like I, the character I love, died. I love recast, bro. <laughs> it's so it's so immersive, <laughs> you know. <laughs> she does return in the sequel. Like in from Iron Man one to two when War Machine changes. Hello. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's what do you mean? Huh? Oh, same. no, they're the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th yeah. I think you're thinking of somebody else, yeah. <laughs> and we also see uh, this shirt, which is white now. And it gets fucking... We'll be black later. <laughs> so dirty. <laughs> is that really possible? I don't know. Fun fact: the, his uh, his dirty tank top is in the Smithsonian Museum in the really? display case. Yeah. I wonder if I saw it and forgot about it. Oh, when you went to DC, right? Yeah. Probably. I wonder if there's like a movie wing or something. I saw like, uh, I think Muhammad Ali's gloves, and Bernie and Ert, and like a bunch of stuff. Did you get to meet Elmo? I saw Elmo in person. Are you serious? No. <laughs> okay, I also have a question. What? Did she miss him? Yeah. 
I also I like when those that little couple burst in because it was almost like a reminder of what they used to be like, you know. I guess that was a nice, yeah. little, that was a nice little visual touch too. Because I'm sure there was a point where yeah they were like that, but then they're just two conflicting jobs gone the way of that. Who is in the wrong here? I don't know. <laughs> he I just he, it's just he didn't need to give that uh, little. Uh, you didn't miss my name, did you? It's, you know what, it's just a shitty situation because both of them have the right to their careers. It's, but then, like, I, like, I guess the best scenario there is, like, you actually have to separate, right? Yeah. If you, if you both of them won't back down. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, well. That's rough. (laughs) That's heavy, man. That's heavy. I hope that answered your question. (laughs) Also, I forgot to look up is his tattoo real. Oh, that's a good question. Like, you think that that scar on his uh, his shoulder is a makeup? Uh, I I'm gonna assume so. I'll take a look though. We can fact check this real time. Uh, let's see. Also, I was checking for the other guys. I was like, who, like, what have these other guys been in besides Die Hard? Like, the henchmen. And, like, nothing. Barely anything. They were just in this, and, like, that was it. Wait, sorry. Uh, oh, you mean, um, wait, which characters? Like, the henchmen here? Oh, yeah. I looked them up, I feel like- and I was like, what have they been in? Like, nothing. I feel like they always do. They're in like the in eighties or like in just general like action films. There's always like kind of like vaguely, they're just like, for lack of a better term, they're just like ethnic villains. They're just playing up whatever ethnicity these guys are. So European or Eastern European, and then they're just like generic thugs that don't have to do any heavy lifting acting. So I'm not surprised that they're not in anything else, because they're like, like, like for what's this guy's name? I forgot Klaus. Yeah, or Carl, or something German. It's, oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's Carl. Um, he's like the main. He's like the main baddie. But everybody else, there's like nobody else. His brother is like somewhat significant, but uh, everybody else is just like a background role or one liners, and then they have to shoot guns. Yeah, like Carl, if that's his name, hope it is. Is basically, he's like the up. main vi- or kind of the main. Uh, yeah, he, the main villain of the a, movie. Too. He's the B Bruce villain. Willis. Yeah. Bruce Willis really cares about Carl because Carl really cares about him, and then but he's just after terrorists in general. I feel. It is Carl. Yes. Not Klaus. Not Klaus. Not uh, Fritz. <laughs> Hans. Oh, no, that's a different character. <laughs> Theo's pretty chill. He's a chill guy. Well, he is committing a crime. He, yeah, he's committing... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. He is a criminal, unfortunately. But hey, you know what? Just because you commit some crimes, you know, doesn't mean you can't be a good person. Theo is probably a really, really bad guy yeah, in actuality, but, you know, 
just for all our you know fans out there with criminal records, we still appreciate you. Also, I'm pretty sure this was like a first for Alan Rickman. I I think I think you're right. This must have been his like breakout role, or I think his first big role. R.I.P. By the way. Rip. Rip. Rip hard. But because like I can't think of anything else that he's in besides this and like Harry Potter. Uh, off the top of my head, yeah, me neither. He did a lot of theater. Love Actually, in... whatever that is. He was in Robin Hood. Oh, he was in Hitchhikers. A smattering of roles here and there, but uh, nothing as blockbuster. He was the voice of the Caterpillar in those crappy Tim Burns Alice in Wonderland movies. I remember seeing those in theaters. Both of them? Yeah. Oh, boy, Lucas. You know, I can excuse that first one, but that second way, you should know better. It was, like, so bad. Like, it looked... I, I don't... I really don't get it. It just looked like I was watching a video game cut screen. They're, the they're ugly. They're so ugly. Like, I want that movie to be done in a non-that way, because that's such a disservice to Lewis Carroll and his imagination. It's just awful. Like, the original art is so good, and then they're like, let's make it look like... I don't even know. Just some really it's crappy 2013 Tumblr art. So gloomy in the worst of ways. This guy also, uh, Carl's brother, looks uh, like Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I just like him. Yep, you're right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that until now. Yeah, turn that music down. We're not trying to get uh, DMCA'd here. <laughs> Jesus. Did you hear about what happened uh, with Splatoon? No. Uh, so some they were doing a Splatoon tournament, and some players uh, made their name like Melee stuff, and then Nintendo's like, okay, we're terminating the stream. What? Like, what do you mean they made their name Melee stuff? Like, Melee characters? or No, they, like, made their name, like, Wave Dash and Slippy. And Nintendo's like, okay, we're shutting this down. What? Really? Yeah. What is it? Nintendo's the worst, man. (laughs) They're honestly, their, like, corporate decisions, or just game decisions, are terrible. Like, they make good games, but they're so incompetent. It's incredible. Like, did you hear about the Fire Emblem stuff, too? The Fire Emblem stuff? Yeah. No, or the Zelda stuff. One of the two games. I think Hyrule Warriors came out, right? Yeah, yeah, and they were banning players for playing the game early, <laughs> quote-unquote, when it just released in their region on time. Yeah. And Nintendo disregarded every other time zone that existed <laughs> for no... Man, I don't... <laughs> Those guys are wild, then, man. Yeah, they perma ban those accounts. That's 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 no boy now. Okay, I have another question for you. Fl- flashback. <laughs> those are the two we saw burst into their room. 
Now we know sorry. that their uh, story arc is complete. Uh, sorry, continue. Um, okay, did you think that uh, the main boss guy, what's his name? Uh, Hans? No. The, oh, Nakatomi. Uh, yeah, Nakatomi. Do you think he knew the codes to the save? Oh, no, sorry, Takagi is his name. Takagi, uh, no, I think he does know. He did know. Here's why. Um, just based on his the way he was reacting, if he knew and he wanted to save his life, it would have been like, I don't know, early on. He was stalling and prodding, and then at the end, he's like, uh, I don't know. And it's like, no, he knew, but he, Hans just knew he wasn't going to give him anything, so he just killed him. But that, okay, here's a problem, then. He would have insurance what? on all that. It's... <sighs> The thing is, you can't take the logistics, like, real... You can't... No, no, no. Don't bring that shit into here. This kid, this is an action movie. Like, for real. It's like, assume that when he loses that 640, that's all... He's losing that. There's no kind of recovery. It's not going to be any kind of, you know, uh, bailout. Just assume that he's losing that money. That's why he's saying no. Well, this movie is clearly set in the real world, though. Except for that, no. sci well, maybe that sci-fi computer brings it into a sci-fi world. <laughs> Shit. Die Hard, Die Hard, forget, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Is Die Hard a sci-fi movie? And the answer, yeah, it's yes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Every character also in this movie, if they have any interaction with another character... There's always good chemistry. Like, everyone always bounces off of each other. Like, Hans and Takagi, they bounce off of each other. It's due in part, yeah, just to, like, the, once again, it's the script. Like, the dialogue in it is clever. It's so natural. It's all characters feel their own. The character work in this is, is underrated. Honestly. I wonder if they just stripped, because I know this is based on a book. I don't know how much of it is, like, true to it. You know, true to the book. Like I don't know if they're just ripping dialogue or if they're they wrote it all. But either way, it's it's great. Good lighting. Holly reminds me of Bonnie Tyler. They don't even look that similar, but it's just the hair. Who? Uh, totally clips of the heart. Oh bon shit! Bonnie Tyler, yeah. <laughs> also, I love the uh, like, not really drama aspect of it, but when the first time watching it, you don't really know if they are terrorists or just robbers. Yeah, because they keep it pretty vague. He's like, I... yeah, you don't really... <laughs> and it is satisfying, actually, and I feel like fitting that they don't have some weird, ambitious goal. It's just literally they want money, and they are, as Holly said, just common thieves. But an excellent, excellent common thieves. Yeah, and he, I'm not a common thief. I'm an exceptional thief. <laughs> 
cons, you know, everyone, what's not been said about this, about him? He's such an iconic villain. He's so his calm and collected. His delivery's great. And, like, he just does deadpan comedy the whole movie. He's just so, he's just so dry. Like, he, he's sadistic and just, like, this quiet, collected, calm way. He's he's also kind of he's kind of pretentious. He points out the suit. <laughs> yeah. Just talks about he just brings up his classical education there. He mentions reading it in magazines like three or four times. Forbes magazine. And Time magazine. Classic. I, I love him. He's great. And he's bringing up like pop culture references, like calling him the cowboy later, calling him John Wayne. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, let's free all of our, uh, all of our terrorist allies." And then he's like, "Who are these people?" He's like, "I don't know. I just read about it in a magazine." <laughs> God, I love any. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Fallout lately, and on Fallout, all the terminals are like that, just green text <laughs> on black screen. God, I love the way that looks, though. Because of That's... Fallout? <laughs> Maybe because of Fallout, but it just has, like, this retro look that, um, I don't know, I just like it. I wish my computer ran that way. That's how I feel about, like, when watching even Dark Star or Star Wars, like, that they have so many That's... shots of, like, just text retro I know. text on a blank screen and it looks so good and the command consoles they have so many lights and they're like just in primary colors <laughs> and it's all it is cool it's that's i guess all kind of like retro future aesthetic which yeah. is great that's partly why i like fallout so much is that the retro future aesthetic that's great because the retro just the pure retro aesthetic is just becoming more and more minimalist i find yeah. Whereas retro future, you can just get like dirty ass ships like an alien. <laughs> you can have dirty stuff. Star Wars does that well. Yeah. When we talk about Star Wars, it'll be great. That's going to be the next probably commentary on the plate. Yeah. that I'm really excited for that. I, really, I have so many notes uh, or mental notes prepared for it. It's going to be a good one. And the prequels are gonna be better. Oh yeah, <laughs> they fucked up on those hard. Do you ever realize that Phantom Menace is basically just a ripoff of A New Hope? Where, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, like, the, the the parallel between Anakin and Luke is so close. And I guess that's supposed to be on purpose. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it's the father and the son. And they're both super special guys. Also, do we give an RIP to David Prowse yet? No, I guess we didn't. RIP David Prowse. Taken to us too early. Yeah, okay, this part brings takes me out of it. Like, you, come on. You have insurance for that sucker. Because why does he say you'll just have to kill me? That's part of the bluff, Lucas. He would not say that if he was begging for his life. I guess so. 
Also, I love that uh, the, the practical effects in this movie. You get, like... Squibs! Di- oh, yeah! Squibs! Oh, oh. Digital squibs don't do it for me. They're so dark, and they're so... Like, dark in color, and they're so fake-looking. I, I hate it. I mean, like, there are well-done digital squibs, but the, for the most part, digital squibs are terrible because they don't put care into that. Uh, so, like, physical squibs, like, if you know, to just get the squib material, even if it's like the blood doesn't look good, if you do the squib right, like it, it's just more satisfying to watch than a crappy digital squib. It has more texture and more life. It just uh, looks so much better. It it just looks I, like when you you don't want to see a digital squib because instantly, okay, immersion broken. <laughs> Yo, how many biddies does Argyle have on the side, do you think? Seven, minimum. <laughs> Argyle's gonna be paying child support for the rest of his life. God damn. Maybe that's why he wants to tip so much. <laughs> also, him. how old do you think he is? Like, he looks like he's in 19. his teens. Does he say that? No, that's just what I think. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. He's hustling. Also, okay, another thing. Did they yeah. have a plan that would actually work? That's a, that's a, I was thinking about that on this um, viewing, or last, yesterday's viewing of the film, because I wanted to watch it beforehand. And I was thinking, there were so many elements, it, it reminded me of like Joker's plan, where it's like, this thing has to happen, and it's someone plausible. I didn't look, like, I didn't try to connect the dots to see, okay, is it possible that they could count on that, or anything? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. I would have to look that up, or watch it again and pay attention. Because basically, Hans is like, okay, we are going to set this all up, so they'll cut the power to this whole block. And it's like, what? Basically, I guess that's like the key thing that it hinges on. And it's like, if Hans knew that the FBI were coming, and I'm guessing that's like maybe FBI standard procedure, maybe, this is just if this were the case, then that would be the only thing they would have to bypass because they had Theo hack everything else. And then they knew that they could negotiate to, you know, get everybody on the roof, blow it up, and then get out of there. That was the only other. That was the only other obstacle, right? I think so. Because they're just like Theo hack everything, and then the last seal he said, "I can't do that. You have to." And then Hans gets them to cut the power. So maybe I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, and he's like, "Okay," and they'll give us a helicopter, and we'll have all the hostages up there, and we'll blow it up. And then while that's happening, we'll just drive off with the money. I'm like, I think someone would see you guys driving off the lot. That might be a plot hole. Uh, <laughs> that might be a plot hole. Uh, don't worry about it though. Don't worry about it though. That's like you know in Return of the Jedi when Luke turns Vader to the good side or whatever. Yeah, they were gonna they were gonna blow up anyways. Um, I say that again. Luke turning Vader to the good side or not does was inconsequential because they were gonna blow up regardless. Oh, yeah, I guess so, but it, it, yeah, well, yeah, you're right, but I guess the thing in Star Wars is that, like, the redemption was the endgame for Vader. 
Mm-hmm. Like, that's all Luke really... Like, him surviving it is, like, a bonus, but, like, I guess for the balance... I th- I think the way it's set up is that, like, Vader has to turn good for them to win. Because if Vader doesn't turn good, then the cause is lost. Luke isn't enough to defeat Palpatine and Vader. So half of the fight is Luke fighting them physically, but really the fight is get Vader to turn, right? Does, that, does it make sense? I guess. It's just a little babyish. <laughs> well, you know, Star Wars, it's it's not babyish, but it's just like a, it's like a, you know, it's a very... Fairy tale? It's about, like, good and evil. Yeah, it's a very clean and dry cut film. There isn't really a lot of moral ambiguity besides Vader is evil, but he has a good side, and that's it. Everybody else is a good guy or a super evil guy. <laughs> And then there's betrayers sometimes <laughs> that are like, oh, okay, we'll help you. Actually, and they're always good guys, actually. It's Lando and Han, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Or uh, what was his name? Hux? Cux? Or something? General Hux is so stupid, God. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> what a piss. What? That is... God, I hate those movies. I don't hate those movies. I don't even really mind them that much. But like, why did they just... Why didn't they just plan it? You know, How do you not plan the movie? It's worth so much. You paid so much for it. <laughs> and George Lucas went to Disney for episode seven, and he was like, I have all these ideas here. And they're like, we're good. We want to do something can, for the fans. I can't. Okay, I can see why they said no. Okay, because the last movies, they were not well received. I doubt <laughs> Georgie had anything really brilliant cooked up, to be honest. And also, they wanted to, you know, George would do it in a way that they would. They're doing it, but they're doing Star Wars by committee when they bought it by Disney, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, oh, JJ's here, and yeah, it's it's a JJ movie, but it's also just like a Disney movie because they just tell him what to put in. <laughs> so there was no way, like maybe they would take, you know, and you know, what, if they took some ideas, then they would have to give him royalties and shit. I'm not surprised they just cut him out completely and just said, "Take your money and fuck off." It's not surprising to me. Supercomputer uh, translates perfect Japanese for him. That's tight. This this isn't even hacking. <laughs> like what? He's just doing that like, bit from the beginning of the Dark Knight. I'm not gonna critique the movies. I'm not gonna critique the technical aspects in terms of the computers because you know every action movie has just that stuff. Because I mean they're not gonna portray real coding or whatever, and I don't blame them for that. As much as that is like kind of annoying and and somewhat insulting, you know, like I know that's not how you hack a computer. <laughs> is you get the translation for this guy's name and then that's the password? But what is going on there? What, what? Like when Iron Man just invented time travel. The uh, you know, Endgame is not a good movie. It's not a good movie, man. Uh yeah, I totally agree. That was a little <laughs> embarrassing. The game was pretty bad um, in hindsight. I think Infinity War is okay. Like, it's a decent blockbuster movie of that type. Um, but yeah, no. The game was just, it was rough. Do you know what the budget of this movie was? I don't. I'm going to assume relatively low. Yeah. I didn't How calculate much? for inflation, but it's $25 million. 
And box office was in hundreds of millions, yeah. was it? Yeah, and Bruce Willis got $5 million for his role. Damn. And this is his, like, pretty much his breakout role. Like He was in TV before, but this was his big thing. Damn. They tried getting like Schwarzenegger and uh, uh, the Italian it's... Stallion, and they both said no. How old is Bruce Willis in this movie? I don't know, honestly. I like this line where he says, uh, Takagi won't be joining us for the rest of his life, like offhandedly, <laughs> and everyone's like, oh my god, damn it. It's like sassy. For, I don't know, just so funny. It's so deadpan. He's so flamboyant. It's just comical. It's great. <laughs> Good fake blood in the movie, too. Sometimes it's like too <laughs> bright red or something, but in this movie, like, is... they keep it dark red and like brown, too. It, looks, it keeps me immersed. Am I meant to believe that writing is in blood? Yeah. Well, I, I, that's a little... I'm breaking the suspension of disbelief there. Because, <laughs> Why is that? Uh, it looks like a marker. Look at that. Look how clean that is. Well, maybe I, there's what did a you write that? There. What did you write that with? His finger? Yeah. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. He had, uh, he had a marker up there. No, he did Well, yeah, maybe. he does. Look, 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 look. Because he's going to mark his arm. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Are you re-immersed? Okay, my immersion is... My suspension of disbelief restored, immersion restored, entering film. It's a black one, but maybe he's got a red one somewhere, you know what I'm saying? What? Okay, fine. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let it slide, even though that's, you know... Why wouldn't you just make that red? That would have been cleaner. Well, now, remember now the, the one plot hole that does not clean itself up is where's the red marker in this movie <laughs> that's the one thing that they don't wrap up unfortunately maybe that's die hard 2 die hard 2 die harder they find the red marker yeah that's the hunt for the <laughs> hunt for red marker <laughs> hunt for red october i think is also john mctiernan i haven't seen that one though yeah it is yeah okay he did he did a few good movies like Predator's great too. Holy shit! Predator. He just does great pure action films. Well, he did like... the sci-fi aspect of this movie, and then he wanted to you know <laughs> bump it up, so he did Predator. Predator and Predator is good as sci-fi, but like it, at this core, it's an action film, really, right? Like you just have this alien, yeah. but then it's just. It's like 90% action, 10% sci-fi. Hans made a mistake of hiring this guy who, as soon as his brother dies, will go into a flurry of rage <laughs> uh, and disobey his commands when they're terrorists and dying is kind of like almost a given in the job. Well, he can't do a back, you know, at the interview, he's not like, hey, if your brother dies, are you going to freak out? You know, he can't. Uh... He, he can't do that. But I mean, like, you know, like, judge a character points, pretty low. You're getting a low score. I 
I love this engine room setting that they have too. It serves a good purpose in a few fights. Oh yeah, I, I, oh, the end fight with Klaus is great there too. Another plot hole. Okay. There was no fucking chance Klaus or Carl or whatever survived uh, the strangulation. <laughs> yeah, Carl... He was hung by a chain... And I don't know how tight that was, but you like wouldn't really survive that long when yeah. That one is that one is hard to see. Also we got a movie that... cops moment. <laughs> is that all that no one in a pizza? <laughs> the, yeah, the the cops are hilariously stupid in the <laughs> Um, that's okay. That's why that's a that's one thing I had beforehand coming into this was like the cop, what's the guy named uh, Deputy Robinson? He's such a dipshit. The guy and from Star the, Wars. Is he from Star Wars? Yeah, Battle for Endor. Oh, wait, as who? Uh, I don't know. Some dude. Forget his name. A rebel. He's a uh, Jeremit. Yeah. A rebel. A human male. Oh, I see. <laughs> like he's stupid and kind of annoying. He is. Like, because... do we need to have? Like, do we need to? Like, you know, I get the idea of having the conflict there, and you know, they don't have to be super competent, but it's just like, uh, I don't know. That kind of like doesn't feel. Why does this guy have like no idea what to do in a hostage situation when he lives in L.A.? You know. <laughs> And he's just like, like sir, I'm talking to a guy over the radio. And he's like, uh, maybe it's one and of them. And he's like, that, that guy could be a terrorist. <laughs> okay, were these for his pregnant wife? <laughs> oh, were they for him? Let's settle this now. Bag it, big time. Uh, were they for him, yes or no? No, they was for his wife. All of them? Yeah. Shit, I think he had a couple. I okay, I'm pretty sure after he leaves, after his car crashes, when he gets out, the rapper, a rapper falls out. I'm pretty sure. I'm good. We're gonna have to watch for this. Wasn't he in Family Matters or something? Yes, he was. I'm not familiar with that show at all. I just I remember uh, when I went to go see this movie last year. Everyone was like cheering when he was on screen, and I was like, "What? Is this guy famous?" So I had to look it up, yes. and I was like, oh, he's in Family Matters. Imagine if Steel or Steve Urkel was in this film. <laughs> they have um, Sam Jackson in Die Hard 3. Is he the villain? No, he's like, he's like a sidekick. Oh, shit. Yeah. Is this actually a buddy cop? This movie, it is, it's kind of a buddy cop. It's it's not a buddy cop. It's uh, it's cop and then a Twinkie eating cop who's like, hey man, you keep your head up, you watch your ass, brother. I shot a kid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see you on the other side. You get home, say that to your wife yourself. Yeah, there's a few plot holes throughout the movie, but honestly, they're so, like, few and far between that it it, it really doesn't uh, bother me all too much. Yeah, it's no biggie. 
I miss 80s... Okay, one thing I miss about 80s action movies is it feels like above action movies these days is just a lot of gunfire all the time. <laughs> it was so gun-oriented. And I don't mean to be a gun fetishist, but it's, it is cool to see gunfights. Like, dudes just firing machine guns. Yeah. And how is there not a market for that when, like, people play Call of Duty? It's a best-selling game every year, you know? Like, now it's like, I mean, it's more like, I feel like now action films are more, I guess, superhero and sci-fi oriented. Because you got to have big visual spectacle. Mm-hmm. And so, you, and, you know, you big CGI stuff. So you got to have people doing cool shit, like flying in the air and shooting missiles out of their hands and, you know, blowing people up with their minds. But we just, I want to return to more classic action. That's why John Wick was so well received. Still haven't seen it. It's good. It's like, it's good pure action just like this. Where the focus is on the action, really. But the plot is satisfying enough and simple enough. And in John Wick, the gunplay, it's so, it's like, it's crazy. It's such a stark difference. It's like. I forgot movies you could just do that where you just have a guy like flip around, shoot a guy, turn around, karate chop another guy, break his neck, shoot another guy, you know? That's why I think uh, The Matrix was so popular. Okay, but The Matrix is kind of lame. It is. It's just baby's intro philosophy. (laughs) Like, I haven't seen the sequels, but, you know, I've seen The Matrix two times. I watched, like, I want to say like a month or so ago because it was on Netflix again. And, like, I can appreciate... It's not, like, a bad... I don't think it's a bad movie. It's just, like, I'm not blown away by it. And I wonder how much of that is just how much the visuals have aged. (laughs) But, like, seriously, because the the visuals were cutting edge at the time. And that's the nature of cutting edge visuals, is that they're going to age poorly, because then they won't be cutting edge 21 years later. Like, yeah, the, like the, the millions of time. Agent Smiths or whatever. Like the bullet time sequence, it sucks. Like the, there's some great parts. Like I, I love the part in the film, and it's such like a great not only action moment but emotional like arc moments when Neo is just like uh, fighting Agent Smith with one hand because he's <laughs> discovering his power. And Agent Smith is like getting frustrated, and you always see him as like calm and collected because he knows he's gonna win. That's like a great moment in the film, but just overall, the movie just doesn't hold up that well. Okay, I have to go use the washroom. You keep rambling. I'll be right back. Uh, I'm going to go grab a drink, so we'll just take a quick quick pause. All right, we'll be right back. Okay.
I have returned. I suppose Lucas has not. You know, just saying, John probably could have won this firefight. Because as soon as that guy pokes it and finds out, he can just go blop, blop, blop. He was ready to shoot. And so early on in the film, does the tank top get dirty? My goodness. Back to rambling. What's up? You chilling? Are you seeing what I'm seeing right now? What's that? Guys running down a dark corridor. Yeah, they look scary. Okay, <laughs> okay cool. <laughs> this guy's just lazy as hell. He could have looked around the office, but he saw one guy watching a freaking basketball game, and he dipped. Well, he was about to, and then he was like, ah, the hell with this. Like, Lazy yeah. asshole. You know what? This guy, is, this guy is a decent actor. He's good. Yeah. He's an actor playing... Dude, he's doing actorception, bro. <laughs> he's doing actception. <laughs> Should trademark that. The only word I understood there was Schnell, which means like go or hurry or something. What? What? Are they German? Yeah. They're German. Yeah. Hans Gruber. He doesn't sound German though. I, like I could be wrong, but he doesn't really sound that German. It's Maybe probably I don't know like he was like. English and then moved to Germany and got into the culture there. I don't know. But I guess also his name's Hans. That's a German... Well, I don't know. He, he, I think he's supposed to be German. Alan Rickman is British. I don't yeah. know if it's just a... It's just a sort of accent, a little fluke or something. But, yeah. I miss it and we got a black shirt. Bruce Willis, no. 
Yes, we did get a black shirt and blue sweats. And I was saying, while you were gone, I added a little commentary. Uh, it's so early in the film, we get to dirty. But here's the thing. This part coming up is great because this is where John McClane goes from New York City cop to 80s action hero. He gets his Ash because, Williams moment. Yeah, this is where he learns what kind of people he's up with against and what he has to do. Thanks for the tip. And look at that. Oh, those squibs. Oh. They're so good. They're so good. It looks just like how I imagine a gunshot would. This would have been a good time to grab some shoes or something. Well, he does, and then what? They're too small or something? He picks his terrace with like size two feet or something. <laughs> This movie couldn't happen in 2020. Why is that? Actually, it could. It could. Cell phones? No, because the reason why it couldn't happen is because unless in the movie in 2020, they were like, oh, there's an EMP or something. Everybody's got a phone. So, I mean, at least this first part wouldn't happen where they have to shoot that cop. (laughs) Also, why does John shoot this cop so much to the point where, like, yeah, he could have feasibly killed him here. Like, why didn't he just shoot around him? Like, what the fuck? Like, he's still shooting him. Just want to send a message. And then look at this. Like, he totally could have died here. (laughs) Twinkie rappers. Twinkie rappers. (laughs) He be eating Twinkies, bruh. I don't think that was John shooting at him, was it? Yeah, it was. I thought it was like on the roof. <sighs> oh, maybe you're right. And then we get this cheesy dick. Wait a second, is he the dad in Elf? This guy? Yeah. No. Kind of looks like him. He does. He does look like him. But the dad in Elf is James Caan, and he's much. He's he's much older. Because, huh. like, this this was in... Like, he was, like, James, James Conn was in, like, the Godfather movies. And he was, like, kind of... He was, like, 30 there. Was he? Yeah. Man, I don't remember that. He's, a. Uh, I can't remember which Corleone he is. <laughs> He's one of them. Yeah, so it was a part of his plan that the cops were going to get called on him. And that would result in the power going out. And the guy said, yeah. like, if I turn off the power, I lose my job, so. Well, okay, if the FBI tells you to turn off the power, like, you're not going to get fired for that. Yeah. Is that how it works in the real world? Well, because, I mean, because, I don't know, look, if the way it works in TV, where police can just go, I'm commandeering your vehicle and just do that without any penalty is real, then they can definitely do that. I'd want to see a modern remake of this movie where instead of radios, they have, like, iPhones with generic FaceTime um, UI. <laughs> that on, would be great. on a Sony phone, on a Sony and, iPhone. And and Bruce has, like, half his face on the screen, <laughs> like, just the top half when he's talking to him. And it's pixelated as shit. 
Damn, is it true that one block of C4 will blow up? Because there was one block he uses later, right? Or was this, is it No, it was a, there's back? a ton. But okay. no, one block is extremely powerful. I've never seen a C4 in real life. But in Call of Duty, the range, like, you know, it's not that big. Like, if you're, like, 10 feet away, you know, you're probably chilling. Yeah, but just for, like, it's a brick and it can just do that. I forget, like, to what factor, but it's stronger than, like, TNT. Um, TNT is, like, um, I don't know any explosive strength. <laughs> I've never seen explosives in real life. Watch one of I those mean, YouTube videos where it's, like, explosives based on size. Like some FPS Russia or something? Yeah. No, like, yeah. The, have you seen those videos where it's, like, 3D modeling and it's, like, all the Star Wars ships compared? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll check them out. I love this drama between this, <laughs> the news reporter and the local news guy. Okay, that local news guy is great, like, when he fucks <laughs> up later and says Helsinki, Sweden. Yeah. This news subplot, it's, it, like... <laughs> It's decent, I guess, but uh, it's kind of weird to me. Like, who is, is this? It? Like, this guy's like the th like the third. <laughs> like you have John Hunt and then this guy as like the three main characters of this movie. <laughs> it's not that weird, but um, it basically just serves to have that one big gotcha moment where they interview the kids, which is great. And one thing is like. People might say, or people could think like, okay, why doesn't he flip up? Because I thought about this. I was like, why wouldn't they flip up Holly's picture in her office to just he know? He probably wouldn't notice that. Yeah, but exactly. He would just, like, he wouldn't notice it. He wouldn't care. And, like, that's like set he... up so perfectly that they flipped the uh, the picture down just for that to happen throughout the movie, the little bit of drama. Like, he just gives them all of the information, and the guy's like, well, maybe he's with them. <laughs> I just, like, sometimes incompetence in film like that is almost like a plot hole. Like, this guy's so stupid. Yeah, like, I, mean, it, like, I don't know if it's supposed to be a parody of police officers or what, but it just doesn't make sense. One thing also, what do you think is the meaning of the title? You should die hard. First of all, I think the title is um is like probably like studio mandated. I I could be wrong, but it feels like a very like 
oh yeah kind of title <laughs> die hard like just die die you know don't go die don't go quiet you know die hard in a blaze of glory like this this seems like such a weird name for this sort of movie because this movie's pretty intellectual and then the title is just like oh yeah well you know the movie is pretty simple it's just it's extremely well crafted and like there's no i don't think there's anything in here that you know like the average movie goer would fail to grasp maybe they might not appreciate this stuff as much but it's just a supremely well-made action film and to the point where it's the top of its genre and it's probably one of the best movies ever i mean it's definitely one of the best action movies that i've seen no it it is the best action movie that i've seen i don't know if it's the best i've seen i there are a lot of great ones this one is up there. What would you compare it to? Mm, I don't know. I would have to think about it. Predator is definitely up there. That's so good. I have not seen any other Predator film other than Predator. Have oh, you? That's fine. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Sounds Sounds like you had a good time. Like, I saw Alien versus Predator and Aliens versus Predator, I think, and Second Predator. I didn't see whatever the new one was, The Predator or something. The Predator, but with an even bigger Predator. <laughs> I'm tired of the soft reboot. No more soft reboots. No more soft reboots. <laughs> Please. Was Damn, Holly really... Huh? Wait, so was Holly second in command? So she's, like... To my understanding here, she's the second person in command after Takagi, but she's only director of corporate affairs, according to her door. I think that was more like, people look up to me, and now they've, like, elected me to be leader. No, I see. That makes sense. But the way she says it makes it seem like I'm just next in charge. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate any movie that will set up something in a really in- insignificant way that has a significant payoff like in evil dead ash giving his girlfriend that stupid necklace so we can get the necronomicon at the end of the movie i think that's that's so smart r.i.p 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 to scotty r.i.p to everybody (laughs) who died in that cabin especially scotty by the way because scotty erasure is a serious problem happening right now look okay we scotty was a bit of a jack off okay he was a look. He was a hero through and through, and you know, the way he acted or what he did beforehand doesn't matter because he he made it count and he died with valor. He died with valor when he said, "Screw this, I'm out." Honestly, that was probably the best course of action. <laughs> At that point, just get walking. <laughs> you know, like just get out of there. I mean. Staying there, I don't think the door is gonna hold. 
Also, I wonder if, you know in Johnny Test, how they have those two agents? Johnson, or, yeah, oh, I know what you're talking about. I think it's Agent okay. White and Agent Black. I, I, yeah, exactly. And White is the black guy and Black is the white guy. Do you think that was a parody of this movie? I was thinking when I was watching this movie that the Johnson & Johnson, first of all, they look like like the beta version of the Men in Black. <laughs> they have this old white guy with like scars on his chin, on his cheeks that look kind of looks like Tommy Lee Jones. And then you have the young black guy. And I was like, okay, the, the Men in Black is a ripoff of this. <laughs> Um, and I'd, I maybe white and black is like a send up, but maybe this is a long tradition I don't know about. But yeah, it, it made me think of that. Uh, the Johnson, uh, the black and white from Johnny Test <laughs> does a good callback. He's like his Alfred throughout the movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and his moral support. Are you excited for the new uh, Batman? Yep. It's going to be good. It's not going to come out for a while, though. Do you think you're going to end up seeing it in theaters, or do you think it's going to be uh, for streaming only? Bro, I don't even. <laughs> this, as if movie theaters were in a bad spot already. And COVID comes and it absolutely skull fucks the industry. <laughs> and now, you know, HBO. Look, if we're going to talk about the HBO Max Warner Brothers thing, I'm not going to damn Warner Brothers for that. Because. Honestly, who is surprised that they did what's in their best corporate interest rather than supporting the movie theater industry, as if they give a fuck about that? Mm -hmm. But it's just hard to see because it's like, uh, this is the beginning of the end. Especially if COVID persists. If we don't go to the movie theaters for like a year or two, that's, I don't know. If this, Hopefully this vaccine will clean everything up. But if it doesn't, this movie theater industry is in serious trouble theaters like independent theaters are basically will be done yeah across be the nation especially because they're already closing at a steady rate yeah i don't know man i'd really like to go to the movie theater it's one of my favorite things to do the experience i think is is it's just part of the ex there's just no better way to experience a movie than me than the theater so it'd be a shame if it went away you know what's like the best for me what opening night movie theater that's like opening the best. night when it's just a show, you know, and, you know, I feel like when you put the movies on the streaming service and it's just one option among many, you know, there's, there's like a grandeur that's lost, you know, it's just, it's more of a commodity than an event. I don't know. I uh, went to the movie be, theater so much as a kid. It'd just be a damn shame if there's a generation of people that never go to the movie theater growing up without it or something. It just would be a travesty to me. Like it made me get into, uh, not get into, but it got me into a newspaper because I had to find out what uh, times it was open. So it got me into that as a kid too. But now with streaming services and stuff like that, the I don't know. There used to be a, a big, 
what's the word? Like community around movie watching. Like I don't know how to explain it, but like people would go to the people would go to Blockbuster and they'd rent a movie and then they'd talk to the person about the movie and like everyone just kind of talked about it and now it's just like, oh, what's your favorite yeah, but- movie? I don't know. No, I totally get that because when you lose these institutions, you also lose places to find like-minded people and to network and to discuss film. And I mean, I guess you can discuss film online from now on, but I mean, I think there's an element lost there. Discussing movies or music online is just the worst. It's (laughs) It's, the worst. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't feel as nice. That's, that's the best thing I could say. I know some people will say that, whatever, it's no big deal. I'll watch something on Netflix. You know, they don't give a fuck about the experience or whatever, just the movie itself. But I don't know. I don't know. The, the market will decide, and that's it. I feel like like Disney wouldn't let movie theaters just be done. And not Disney, like it's some Illuminati shit, but like any company like that, of that size. They I, know what you, I know what you mean, but it's like, if the money, if they find that the money isn't there where it used to be, it's just a money thing. Are well, they look making? Look at Mulan. What? Look at Mulan. That yeah, that movie didn't do that well. First of all, because that movie was so, I I like to think people are getting tired of the live action reboots that don't add anything <laughs> to the original. Yeah. And Mulan, you know, they made it more of like an action adventure film without any of the whimsy of the first one and i don't know i think they're just trying to be more faithful to the original folktale or whatever the the thing is disney don't do that okay because (laughs) that's not your place okay we don't want to watch we know you're not going to do shit historically accurate because it's going to be sugar-coated with whatever you want to make big bucks whatever market tested so don't even attempt just remake your silly little animated cartoon movies and know your place. That's all I'm going to say, okay? And they're doing a poor-ass job of it because they're almost all crap. I haven't seen a good one of these remakes. I haven't seen a good one. If I see the- Tim Disney in Minecraft, I will grief his house. <laughs> it's not even Bob Iger anymore. I don't even I don't even know who's the president of Disney now. Whatever, Bob Iger and Co. <laughs> the 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 committee of Mouseketeers over in Burbank, California, and Anaheim. Just wake up. Let's chill though. Make m- make some better fucking Marvel movies. Fuck. <laughs> how about how about that? <laughs> Piss ass, dry ass Marvel movies. I mean, what would you have them do? Like, just... I, the thing is, they won't do anything with, other than what they're doing because it's so successful. So I would have them moved away from Disney. Fox? Like, do, you think, okay. uh, do you think Doctor Strange will be good? Um, maybe. Okay. If first of all, I don't even know if Raimi is confirmed to be attached to this. He better be. Second of all, even if he is, like you know, maybe I've been like Sam Raimi. He hasn't directed a good movie in a long ass time. <laughs> okay, like let's be honest here. So does he still have it? I don't know. I would certainly hope so. But we would have to see. Okay, his last two movies. What were they? Oz the Great Powerful, which is crap. 
<laughs> and I that guess was a Spider- bit embarrassing. I guess Spider Man Three. That one was also crap. That one's crap on purpose. You know what? It, it, you know whether it's crap on purpose or not doesn't even matter. Okay, <laughs> because we can't even confirm that. Well, it's pretty well. Okay. Like, am I wrong? I mean, it, I feel like it was pretty evident. They were like, oh, do this, do this, do this. And, like, he was making good movies, and then all of a sudden he's just, like, crap director. And just... Okay, but then why was his other movie crap, too? Which one? Oz the Great and Powerful. Maybe that was a bit of a paycheck. I mean, okay, that one... Okay, but then that's a bad sign. Because that's a Disney movie, too. <laughs> so if he's just getting paychecks from Disney, then he's not going to be putting anything into Doctor Strange. They should just have Shit. him direct Spider Verse. Just make it a Spider Verse movie. Forget Doctor Strange. Because <laughs> then uh, it can actually be good. Now, the question here is can C4 melt steel beams or not? Well, it could probably ruin its integrity. Uh, okay, that's a satisfactory answer. <laughs> This guy, uh, is he is he the dick in Ghostbusters too? Jeez, I don't know. I'm gonna look this up. He is, yeah. He's um, he's Walter Peck in Ghostbusters, which is the guy who Bill Murray or Bankman, whoever the fuck says, uh, this man has no dick. Oh, which is, that classic line. Which is so funny. Uh, I was crying laughing when he said it that. It was dry delivery. Damn, what a genius moment <laughs> from Ivan Reitman and the gang. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get the love for it either. It's like... It's so much funny. It like I put in the same camp as like Jaws, where I'm like, what people love this? Uh, Jaws too. Like I mean, I haven't seen Jaws since I I watched it like two years ago. But I watched it and I was like, where? Like what? I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it either because like it's just a slow ass movie. And you get a couple little spooks here and there, and then this big payoff, which isn't, you know, nothing special. Like, we see the shark, okay. Cool. I don't know. The, the, I, it's, I don't know. I'll have to watch it again. I might give it another chance, but Spielberg, your days are numbered. <laughs> Same with, like, uh... Uh, the Exorcist. Right I watched that and I, I didn't get it. I have yet to see The Exorcist. That's on the list. <laughs> oh, this guy. Spreckenly talk. Dangerously based. I just this guy <laughs> knows what's up. There's, when he's uh, negotiating with him or trying to, and the guy brings him a Coke, I'm like, that's probably not the Coke he was asking for. 
Yeah. That was like, that was another sly visual joke. Again, the like super just deadpan comedy. Every character in this movie almost has a bit of comedy to them. It's a comedy action sci-fi. <laughs> a comedy action sci-fi with some drama elements. Maybe arguably a superhero film. <laughs> I bet Hans was going to kill this guy the first time he saw him. <laughs> He just, he just wants to see if he can get something out of him first, but he's he's then gone. He, yeah, this guy didn't know shit. Bubby. He looks so drugged up. Holy <laughs> shit. Is he method acting? I think so. Jared Leto's down. Troll face. <laughs> Holy shit, that does look just like the troll face. It's weird that he knows the recipe to Twinkies for his wife. Yeah, well, hmm. This is strange. <laughs> she must be hungry. Twinkies are pretty great, I won't lie. Like, holy shit. When you get a... Oh my if god. You, if you get a pack of Twinkies and a cup of milk, holy shit. You're going to play... You're going to the Pleasure Dome, man. <laughs> it's fucking over. Twinkies and a milk to go? <sighs> the 7-Eleven... That 7-Eleven late night special? Oof. Being different, man. Maybe if they had a hot dog, I'd grab that too. <laughs> a fresh one. <laughs> Not one that's... Five hours old, please. Shout out to 7-Eleven. Our local pizzeria. Hey, there's a new local pizzeria. Hey. I wonder if 7-Eleven employees get commission. Um, maybe. Because they're so always so adamant about the 7-Eleven app. I'm like, I wonder if they get a bonus. Well, I signed up for the app. I get points. I got free shit on there. Really? You know, do yourself and and the Seven Eleven workers of service sign up for those points. <laughs> it's gonna go smooth for everyone. You're gonna get free shit, and they're gonna have to stop asking you every goddamn time. What free stuff have you gotten? I just you just get points on every purchase. Then it's like boom, get a free Gatorade. Boom, get a free bag of chips. And just redeem points, and the points will build up relatively quick. I hate to be like I don't mean to shill it right now, but it's just like if you're going to Seven Eleven all the time, just get get the. If you're going somewhere all the time anyway, just get the rewards thing, so you don't have to pay as much as you're normally doing. Where can I sign up for the Seven Eleven rewards? Uh, well, when you're when your cashier's checking you out, there should be a kiosk that allows you to type it in. Uh, you can also download the app, sign up from there, or from your computer. Hmm. 
Johnny boy. What was, oh, what was that other thing? Oh, the, okay. The big plot hole with the policeman is when the body goes flying off and he's like, maybe it was some uh, depressed uh, broke clerk or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, what? Maybe <laughs> yeah, it's a that, body. Yeah, like he's stupid to the point where he's not doing his job right. That's just what's like a kind of annoying, but whatever. You gotta have something down, some conflict there, I guess. Also, later on in the movie, the scene where Hans meets John, mm -hmm. I swear he's wearing a wig or something because his hair just looks so ridiculously different. It does look... Uh, oh, I get what you mean. <laughs> he almost looks like Tom Green and when he has that haircut. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. Today, I got Subway... And when I was ordering my vegetables, I want to be like, and a little more lettuce. No. And Don't put a them A couple more that. tomatoes. I wonder how much they can put on there, though. I wonder if there's a limit that they say, like, don't go past 20 ingredients or something. 20 helpings. I bet it's a lot. It's probably a lot. Listen here, Darkie. <laughs> oh shit this dude looks like every black dad in the 70s and 80s what's a guy's name in F, and for, F is for family the black guy yeah Fuck, I don't remember anybody from Chansey? It was Chauncey, or I don't know. Looks like him. I got... Chauncey, yep. Chauncey. R.I.P. R.I.P. Dave Browse. <laughs> also, another thing, do you think they actually feed those guys? No way. <laughs> Which is, like, funny, because, like, in, at this period in time, how did they have confirmation that they freed them? Facts. <laughs> send them like, a fax. Like, uh, send them a fax saying they are free. <laughs> and they'll be like, okay, we did it. They yeah, were released. The FBI guys were obviously lying, considering that instead of rescue helicopters, they sent fucking <laughs> Apache <Vietnam>. helicopters. <laughs> Apache helicopters, Vietnam issue, to fucking drain napalm all over the building <laughs> to smoke them out. He's like, reminds me of Saigon! That was in junior high, you dickhead. Yeah, it's because they're like, um, I think we can do this with 25% loss of life. And he's like, I can live with that. 
The the FBI are better because they're competent, but they just don't care about. They don't have any empathy. So that's that's a lot more entertaining, anyway. I feel like every cartoon I watched as a kid, there's always a moment where like the police were involved, and they're like we're gonna call in the FBI or the SWAT or, the SWAT, or the team. SWAT team, and these guys come out like super soldiers <laughs> in clone trooper armor. <laughs> They come out with the dogs. The dogs barking. It's got foaming out the mouth. <laughs> they're like, we're going to call the CIA now. And then it's like, just even more the, crazy. CIA comes. They got like, du- it's all dudes in suits with fucking ray guns. <laughs> they're just like zapping people, removing their memories and shit. They're all wearing sunglasses. It's classic. Anchorman <laughs> moment here. This is straight out of Anchorman. <laughs> You know what I forgot to say on a Napoleon Dynamite episode? What? It opens on the same screen that Dawn of the Dead opens on. I was I noticed that too. Like I don't know if that's deliberate or if it's just like the shag rug red the red shag rug opening. I was thinking, but I was like, maybe it's an homage, but like I don't know. That may have been something that was in other films than Dawn of the Dead. I don't know if that was a genesis of that. It just works really well in Dawn of the Dead because it looks like guts. Yeah. <laughs> that was Dude actually, that was a great, over the FBI. That was a great line. And I love how he just like, uh, who cares? <laughs> they almost play it up to like the FBI. Look at, Tommy, look at this Tommy Lee Jones looking motherfucker right here. Let's talk about the um, let's talk about the use of tobacco in this film. I think it's kind of problematic in twenty twenty. They're just taking a quick puff. <laughs> too many puffs. A little too many puffs. Look, you watch you know, old movies, you get marijuana. Not marijuana. You get tobacco use. Okay, when you watch Apocalypse Now, and he's. You know, smoking three cigarettes at a time while they're soggy, wet. He doesn't care. He wants that sweet, sweet tobacco. I need that tar. Oh, yeah, I need a little tar in my lungs. A little nick, a little tar <laughs> goes a long way, you know? Advertisement from the tobacco companies hit that generation hard, man. They're like, hey, your doctor smokes, so why shouldn't you? I mean, dude, if, if you're in Look at his smoking- fucking hair! That is weird. So I continue. I was gonna say if if smoking wasn't bad for you, it, everyone would still be smoking. Everyone would still be smoking. <laughs> Love this over the top fake accent too. How did John fall for this? He did it. Here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If John knew that it was him why why have that elaborate thing where he says i know the drop on you instead of right now when he can just like he has the drop on him like my head canon here is that john is suspicious but he had to make sure yeah he didn't know yeah he didn't 100 percent know but i think he was like he was 75 percent sure that's why he tests him yeah See, and then his hair kind of but, goes back to normal there. 
But maybe if John had watched a few more westerns, then he would have seen he would have recognized bad acting when he saw it, and he would have been able to blow this guy's head off. Get out of your little wagey, okay? Sometimes during the movie, though, I, I wonder if, like, people are bad at acting or if they're just playing such tough as characters that they're... Like... Yeah. I get what you mean. Like, Reginald Johnson as a fucking, you know, donut-eating cop man, it's a little on the nose. And he, <laughs> like, he plays it up a little. I don't know if that's deliberate or not. Because he just plays such a caricature, almost. Where he's like, he's just like a, you know, he's a no-nazist cop. He's like, you're going to get through this, man. <laughs> I got you, brother. And then Bruce Willis, like, he's so tough that sometimes they don't know if he's just, like, Harrison, Harrison Fording it or... I think the thing is, I, what I can appreciate is that John McTiernan, it's almost like commentary that they have this cowboy stuff because the gun-toting action hero Holy shit. is is the new american cowboy right when when we were planning to do this episode way back when mm -hmm. i was i was watching this movie i watched this movie quite a few times and then i thought of that too that this movie is really the passing of the torch that's why because it's like they don't do because the westerns are not big anymore now you just have dudes with big ass guns like rambo and shit you mentioned huge rambo muscles too. And they go, and they sm and they smoke, and they still smoke a ton of cigarettes because that's tough and cool. But now they have one-liners, and they uh, kill pretty indiscriminately in comparison. Yeah, I, t I totally forgot about that. But that is yeah something I give a lot of thought to. Is like they deliberately talk about Western movie stars a lot throughout. Like not a lot, but it happens four or five times. Hans is like, <laughs> yeah. You fell for the, one of the classic blunders. And he wastes that cigarette. Jesus, man. Dude. Those were like, imported. Fuck. We know you're going to be smoking another one in five seconds, right? Easily the best performance in Harry Potter, too. I haven't seen the Harry Potter movies in so... Well, first of all, I never saw them all. Second of all, I saw them out of... The ones I saw, I saw out of order, and I didn't really pay that much attention to. But I know that they're pretty well-received films. I just... Because then you got to watch them all, right? Fuck, there's eight movies? <laughs> Jesus. And, like, how many of those are really good? Uh, in my opinion, not very many of them. So, and you can't just stop halfway, fuck. Like, you gotta watch them all. <laughs> and then these guys come to his rescue. <laughs> I love that dude holding the gun. <laughs> He's holding it by its stock, holy shit. 
There are a few times in this movie where it's very apparent where it cuts to a stunt double. And I, like, I give that a pass for a lot of really old movies because, you know, they're pro- or old TV shows because they're going to be seen on a really shitty TV. But they had mm-hmm. good video around this time. And, like, the, I feel like some of the stunt cuts could have been a bit better. But should have just Bruce Willis should have done his own stunts. He did a lot of them. He got permanent hearing loss from uh, from this. Really? Yeah, he lost two thirds of his hearing in one of his ears. Honestly, not surprising because I'm watching this movie yesterday, and yeah, I turned it up to like sixty because I can't hear the dialogue. The guns come, dude. Mix your movie sound better. And I want to call out Christopher Nolan right now because this is my this is my only public platform to do so. I want to talk about how holy shit! I'm gonna wait until the scene is over. <laughs> it's so goddamn loud. I thought of that too when I was watching it. Like I turned it up loud so I could enjoy and hear the dialogue. And then the gunfights are like ear piercing, and sometimes that's like nice in a war movie, like Hacksaw Ridge. When we saw it, the bombs in it were so loud. But, like, this is, like, too much because it goes on for so long. It just, dude, it just doesn't make, it's a matter of sound mixing, okay? <laughs> just mix the movies better, okay? And I, and I want to talk about Nolan quick. <laughs> Nolan came out a few weeks ago and said, hey, I don't really care <laughs> that you guys think my movies are mixed like shit because his movies sound-wise are terribly mixed. Interstellar, you can't hear shit. Dark Knight Rises, you couldn't hear what the fuck Bane was saying at all. Sometimes you can hear what Batman's saying. I go to see Tenet, and it's a good-ass movie, but I can't wait to watch that movie in a few days digitally, and I'm going to pirate that shit, Nolan, because I can't hear what the fuck anybody's saying. Why are they mumbling, and why is everything else so loud? How? And he got called up for it, and he said he doesn't care. I don't know what to say. Dude, I don't know if he thinks it's artistic or if it's an, a stupid homage or something, but it's just it's so annoying. It's so annoying. As a fan of his films, it's so annoying. Yeah, I noticed that, like, watching Dark Knight, the, the music in the fight was like, bah, 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 bah. Like, it's so loud. The punches are so loud. And then Batman will be like... <laughs> like, I kind of like that... I, I like the idea of, like, naturalistic dialogue that's not quite mumblecore, but still kind of is less clear and concise than maybe, you know, people normally talk. Yeah. Or, like, in films as they talk, you know, maybe a little too articulate, but it's it's too much, man. If I can't hear your dialogue, then you fucked up. You fucked up. That's all I have to say. That was a good effect there, too, with the continual bloodstream from his uh, pant leg. Looks good. That was good, yeah. There's a lot of good blood in this movie. This movie needs to have more violence. I want to see, like, John with, like, a bayonet, like, in <laughs> their guts. <laughs> I wanted, I want, I hope this, I wonder what Ebert gave this movie. Um, he liked it. He was really upset with the police character, the police chief. Really? Yeah. Because he's stupid? Yeah. He's like, it ruins a movie by how incompetent he is. 
Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Damn. He gave it a two out of four. Yeah. He says, "Yeah, I it's it is. It's just like I don't. I don't know. I don't know. He's just a flat character, and he appears too much. Yeah. He just fights against the movie, and every time he's on screen, you're just like, ah, oh, please, stop." Here's a real question. Did, when he says, I shot a kid, did the kid die? I'm assuming, yes. And, like, because I, like, I shot a kid in his leg and it healed. I don't know. It, Why did he it, say, I killed the kid? Also, if you killed a kid, would you really still be employed? Um, I mean, okay, yep. this, was the, this was the LAPD in the late 80s. So yep. Never mind. yep. But, but <laughs> I mean, damn. Dude. They can cops lie all the time to save themselves. <laughs> what? You know that? Did you ever see that video when people were riding of the old man and he's like, "Hey, where should I go?" And the cop pushed him. No. Oh well, that ha- that was like a big one. Like he, this old guy just went up to a cop. He's like, "Hey, like, how do I get to wherever?" And the guy just pushed him down. And on the report, and they knew everyone mm-hmm. saw it. On the report, they wrote he fell. What? Yep. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked. It happens, man. R.I.P. R.I.P. Everyone, all the victims of the LAPD over the years. It's not regular as clockwork because they said they shouldn't do it. Let's assume it is. <laughs> and, you know, Hans is a genius, right? And then after it all happens, they just drive off in their in this red van. <laughs> also, is it canon? <laughs> is it canon in real life that the FBI can just fire people? Um, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, cut the switch, or you're gonna lose your job. You know what, if an FBI guy's threatening you, I mean, you're not going to say, fuck off. Like, I mean, that's like, he's probably got the power to fuck your shit up. It's his fucking government. There's his authorization. (laughs) This guy guy doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I'll turn the grid off. I I gotta eat. I gotta go home and eat, yeah. My shit's almost done. Motorola product placement. I noticed that too. Like, it's perfectly... In the shot. Thank you, Fox. Thank you, Fox, for that. Thank you for the Coke product placement. Also, what were the the big books that they were flipping through in the vault? Uh, I'm assuming like um, those were the like accounting books. And records of transactions and stuff like that. It's probably the, the just like the log. Because if you look at it, it looks like large like bills. I'm gonna take a look. And there you get your payoff, and the wind blows in his hair. <laughs> I ima- I imagine maybe because the vault is sealed, like airtight. This is my coat, but it might just be for funnies. No, I like it for funnies. 
they they throw a line every once in a while so you remember hey it's set at christmas <laughs> if you want my serious answer it's not a christmas movie unless the plot is about christmas that's my serious answer um, what do you mean the plot is about christmas because this movie the 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 movie the plot is in no way affected by the fact that it's christmas like the only thing is that they're having the party because it's christmas but that's not consequential you know a movie like fred claus anything about santa of course about christmas what about elf elf is about christmas but the plot has nothing to do with christmas the plot has to do with finding his... Well, the plot is, like, this guy wants to find his father because he was kidnapped. That one is, like... Well, that one, because it has Santa's elf... Anything, like, indirectly involving Santa and his elf, of course, is going to be a Christmas movie because nobody's done a movie like that that's not about Christmas. Also, I guess... I don't know. <laughs> you also kind of have that have to have that Christmas spirit moment in the movie, you know? This one doesn't... It has that little ending where they're happy and, you know, let it snow comes up. No, no, no. It has to be about the power of friendship and, you know, shit like that and love and belief. Yeah, this one, you know what wins the day in this movie? <laughs> what? Uh, John's thirty six caliber pistol. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom. Shooting people. And his intuition and all that other whatever stuff, but, you know. It's not a Christmas. Like personally, I don't consider it a Christmas movie. If, if you have to get my serious answer, uh, I consider it like an adult Christmas movie. An adult Christmas movie is Love Actually, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, what am I gonna watch? One of those, you know, uh, early December, uh, late February rom coms? No, 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 no. Classic. Those are classic. People talk about Marvel movies being formulaic. Watch one of those, okay? God. They thought they weren't going to get in love. Be in love. And then they Life, were. Lifetime Christmas movies be like... <laughs> two people meet in a town and then they fall in love and it's Christmas time. That's literally all of them. That is the epitome of like mass-producing films. That Real Kings watch Holiday Special and Die Hard. Holiday Special, Die Hard. You're watching the animated classics. You're watching fucking Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 1 and 2. Like this scene right now would be happening in slow motion to swelling music. And he'd probably be like screaming. Because the building was collapsing. Holly! <laughs> That's what would happen in a modern movie. I love you! In a Dwayne The Rock Josh <laughs> Johnson action picture. And fuck that guy, he never calls us back on Instagram. Pissed. You know what, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I guess is the biggest action star of 2020. Yeah, or this current generation. It's not very good. Well... You know, maybe he could return our calls, is all I'm saying. You know, maybe maybe he shouldn't. You know, maybe we can do better, is what I'm saying. <laughs> we don't need Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Maybe we deserve a better hero, you know? Like Johnny this Depp. In, this industry deserves a better class of action hero. This part is some, fucked up. 
Somebody's got to give it to him. The INS. The classic. How do I get by an immigrant? Yeah, I'm going to call ICE <laughs> on your ass. Um, you got five seconds to comply, and then they're like, shit. And then he's like, comprende? He's so dirty. He needs a imagine. Oh, imagine how good the shower after this would feel. Oof. It'd be like rebirth. When you got like bits of thermite and debris and <laughs> gunpowder and blood and scabs. Cold Just... shower. <laughs> Cold I don't think he'd be having a cold shower after this one. I think he'd be taking a break from the cold shower routine. <laughs> Take a break from no fab too, maybe. <laughs> you know, he'd probably give himself a day off or two. If I am to forgive, you know, him not killing Hans off the bat, I also have to forgive this guy for not just blasting his brains out. This guy, he wants to savor it. <laughs> and that's kind of a meme... Because guns are too quick. Guns, you know, you get to savor those little moments. <laughs> Name an 80s action movie that doesn't have a scene where they're fighting in like a steamy industrial room. I can't, but I can also not name a name. I can't also name a movie where there's like the big fight is always between the action hero and the B villain. It's always great because then that's like the little victory. After he takes him out, and then you get the big finale. But I always find uh, like the, the the B villain gets like the most satisfying fight. Because the usually the main, I feel like in a lot of these eighties movies, the vi- main villain is is some kind of posturing figure, some terrorist, some lofty person. They don't have a lot of uh, like physical matches, you know, where it's like let's showdown now. He has his Doc Ock moment here. Where he takes a hostage. And he goes, no! (laughs) Butterfingers. I'm excited to see Tobey Maguire in the new uh, Spider-Man movie. Uh, I hope. I hope so. That'd be dope. He was probably my favorite. Okay, that was a low blow by John, by the way. And he puts his cap on backwards. Holy shit. The thing, like, about this movie, too, is that, like, budget-wise, it seems so efficient. It seems so what? Efficient. Uh, explain. Like twenty five million for all this—that's pretty crazy. 
You got like yeah. tanks blowing up, missiles, helicopters, this huge ass building. Yeah, you're right. Um, fuck, I don't know. I don't know other budgets at the time to compare. I guess this would be like high to mid budget for action movies at the time. But I think this was sort of a temple production. How much did Star Wars cost the first one? Uh, it was one second. That's usually the metric I use whenever I'm trying to judge budget from seventies or eighties <laughs> films like this. Uh, eleven, eleven million. Wow. Well, see, so that's not terrible. This was released close to ten years later, and Star Wars is very efficient. It very efficient, yeah. Do you ever see that clip of George Lucas calling Disney white slavers? Yes, uh, that's great. Um, that was like that was like not too long after the acquisition, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, Georgie, you lost. You lost, George. You lost. Okay, you fucked Star Wars, and then you just wanted money, so you sold it. That's all I have to say. It's over, George. You know, they're not, they're, are they white slavers to your franchise? What does that even mean? <laughs> they enslave white people or something like that. God, I wish George created, I wish George Lucas still had it, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I always see things like George is going to direct a Star Wars or he wants to direct a Star no. Wars. I don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. And do people really want it? Dude. Okay, George is an old man now. <laughs> Understand this. Twenty years ago, the movies he were making were total crap. Can you imagine how bad he is now as an older guy who's done no movie productions of any note besides that stupid, strange magic animated movie that wasn't, I don't think, directed or written by him. He's not going to do anything of substance. I don't want to see him back. He's over. He's done. He had, like he said, uh, when he sold Star Wars, he's like, I'm just going to make independent movies for myself. Sure, man. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Do whatever makes, whatever helps you sleep at night, bro. Where's your movies, though? <laughs> well, it's for the only. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Like, he just had American Graffiti, THX... For, in terms of his big ones, and then Star Wars, and then I'm done. I I um, I consider like Indiana Jones to be like one of his. Oh yeah, tracks. that too. And like that's all those movies are so good. <laughs> and God, and he's and he's such like, he's a, he's like a cinephile director, you know, like he he loves movies. Yeah. And like, God, like it's always nice to see movies by directors like that because they're just attention to detail paid, you know. I don't know, I don't know. I wish I wish we had more from Lucas than what we have. Like Tarantino, he just he just makes like love letters to movies, basically. Exactly. That's it's nice to watch Tarantino films as well because if you're a fan of film in various genres, you can see homage paid. You can see, you know, subversions that maybe other people would know. It's just good stuff. So uh, I think it's safe to say Carl is dead when he's hanging there lifeless. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Carl had a second chance at revenge. 
And he also squandered that because he got shot by a guy who eats too many Twinkies <laughs> and shot a kid. Maybe okay. <laughs> vaguely shot a kid. Maybe the kid was okay. Maybe not. May okay. Here's the thing. Maybe Carl was pretending to be dead <laughs> for the surprise attack. Uh, but the problem was that when he came for the surprise attack, he couldn't contain his rage. <laughs> and he did like he did like a, a fucking King Kong's Godzilla scream. Where he goes, ah! And look at that explosion. That is expensive. That is whew. that is a bad stunt double. Though I'll say that. Yeah, that he had too many too much hair there, man. <laughs> Why would they get a stunt double that doesn't have his iconic like semi bald hairstyle? What's funny, and I forgot to mention this earlier about this being his like breakout role. Is that how old is Bruce Willis in this? Oh, I'm gonna say like probably in his late twenties. I'm going to say older than that. Okay, he was born 55. Oh, okay, he yeah, 33. Yeah, he, okay. So, yeah, he was, like, pretty much middle-aged when he broke out. And then he kind of stayed in that typecast. Yeah, and now, especially if he's in anything, he's just old man just going, huh. It was me. He always reminded me of the Pawn Stars guy. Which oh, <laughs> Rick? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> also, what the hell was that stunt double to turn around? Uh, they couldn't have him too close to this explosion, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> FBI guys. That was the shower one, he needed. <laughs> one final plot hole. Yeah. When he tapes a gun to his back, his body is soaked in sweat. <laughs> With that crappy Dollarama gift wrapped hold. Who can say? And there it is, their escape plan. Then an ambulance, which is a decent plan, I guess. I guess it's Joker's plan. It is Joker's plan. This is basically a Batman movie. <laughs> There's a, a next gen episode that's uh, Die Hard. Really? Yeah. Picard is in a, in a wife beater and he's mucking shooting, about. And he's shooting dudes down, he's smoking cigarettes, <laughs> and he's. And he's Christmas swearing. movie. Wearing like a sailor. This is ballsy of Argyle. Okay, I'll give him that. Based Argyle. You know what? This is his big moment. See, you forget about Argyle for like the whole second act of the movie. He's not even present. Then he comes in and boom. So we can have the two black sidekicks punch each other. Bop. I love this and I love his little yes. Yes. Classic Argyle. See, Argyle straight up, 
is like a character from Family Matters. Any sort of scene like this now just reminds me of Twenty One Jump Street. <laughs> I can see that. Where he goes, this ain't some TV show bullshit. Can't take hostages. Because <laughs> in real life, I feel like this scenario happens, the police would just shoot. Um, right? One thing. Um, well, I don't know. It depends. Like, I... <laughs> I've seen movies where, like, they have the scenario and then, like, they, they just shoot him in the head, right? Yeah. And then it's, like, kind of, like, a tension-breaking moment. But I think the reason they don't do that generally is because they can't risk just shooting the victim. So if you do shoot it, it's, like, a ballsy type thing. Okay. Feel. His delivery of, like, yippee is so funny. <laughs> Motherfucker. Even John thinks it's fucking hilarious. Also, I imagine this was a pretty quick movie to uh, film. Why do you say that? Happy trails, Hans. Um... Just because I feel like they could have gotten like a lot done in a day because there's no like natural lighting, so they don't have to worry about the consistency of that. Yeah, I guess you're right. And it's all like in mostly one locale, I guess. Yeah. They have the bit at the airport, but that's pretty much it. They even have the watch factor in as a plot point. Yeah. And they mentioned it earlier. Everything is just built and knocked down so well. It's like a intricate stack of dominoes. Or trail of dominoes. Fun fact here is that they uh, actually dropped him so that faces of surprise, it's genuine. Yeah. Because Alan Rickman didn't know they were going to drop him. And that, that little bit where we see him like face first falling or face first towards the camera, that that little bit is the only usable footage they have because the camera just got out of focus when he fell. Oh, damn. Yeah, that was so, pretty like, good. this is all we got. And it's an iconic shot. Yeah, because we've seen that emulated so many times now. Yeah. Of the villain just falling. They even do that in The Dark Knight. Holy shit, this movie is the fucking... This is a Batman movie, bro. Well, the Dark Knight, the ending is basically this diehard where he's taking on both the, the uh, bad guys and the SWAT team. 
Shit. Nolan just ripped this off. Hack fraud. Yeah. Hack fraud, Nolan rips this off. Rips off heat. It's bullshit. Rips off my eardrums. <laughs> rips off my heart when he says he won't make <laughs> his movies. Mixing better. I love when she just punches uh, the reporter and that's uh, just like... <laughs> When she punches 80s asshole man. Unfortunately, she would get in trouble. Uh, I think they would probably let her go for that. Again, man, they looked been... good in this story. <laughs> I think they would let her go given the trauma she's been through. Maybe. I really hope that Die Hard 2 is on Thanksgiving, or for New Year's. I hope it's on New Year's. Because then what Argyle says, his closing line, it really uh, adds to it. Oh, this guy. Hey, go back to Star Wars, nerd. Go back to fucking acting school, man. Don't want to see you in any shit anymore. <laughs> then there Carl he is. comes out, and he's pissed. <laughs> With Stan's four gunshots, he's like, I'm still going to shoot this bitch. Terminator ass. It's Twinkie Man. He did it, that son of a bitch. He saved the day. Everybody has, like, their closed arcs. I don't know, this movie, to me, like, script-wise, is just so, 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 so good. It's a great film. And it's got a pretty good... I like that the movie just doesn't go beyond the rubble, because all this movie is about is, is action. You know, sometimes action movies have, like, that epilogue... Honestly, you rarely need that unless there's loose ends to wrap up. It knows when to quit. Yeah, the epilogue at the end is like, hey, where am I now? <laughs> this is me. Hey, and just shut up. Look, look, at, look at my happy suburban life. Look at everything. That's what I would do to reporters in Minecraft. That's what I would do <laughs> to reporters in real life. That's what I would do to. Uh, who was that uh, comic book artist? Uh, which one? The one that didn't come. That oh, a fucking Jeff Lemire. That's what I do to Jeff Lemire in Minecraft. Yeah, I, he's got he's got that coming. <laughs> Jeff Lemire, you got your you got your days are numbered. I got your ticket, baby. I'm coming for you. Matt. Yeah. How many bags? This one, you know, it's a great film. And, you know, any grievances I have with the film are relatively negligible. Uh, definitely one of the best. Definitely not a cult movie, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm going to give, give five bags out of five. It five definitely five is bags. a cult uh, movie. Cult I classic. Can't, I can't say it's a cult movie. It's immensely popular and everyone loves it. 
uh, and it was well, incredible and it was incredibly successful at release but it's it's not important but is there a cult following to it like not, not particularly of die hard die hard fans <laughs> like everyone just kind of memes the the fucking tank top and that's about it <laughs> give us your bags 10 10 bags good yeah. movie and uh, good pick for commentary I don't think there's a post credit scene, so. Yeah, that was, we did this little experiment because this is the year of the show now. Matthew, thanks for doing it. No problem, it's always a pleasure. We've been, like, we've only missed, like, one week, I think. We've been at it. We've been at it. Um, it's good, it's good shit. We're gonna be keep being at it. Where every day, every minute, all year, cop coming at you. Coming at you fast. Coming at you hot. Hot. No post bags. That was basically an hour and a half of post bags. Two hours. <laughs> Two hours of post bags. Next week, what are we doing? You tell me. How about you tell me how I'm doing? Um, well, we have a f- we had some options set out. I suppose we could do Elf next week. Elf or Black Christmas? Um, I want to say Black Christmas for the 21st. Um, however, now we have, we're at an impasse because there's actually two options. Um, and I guess we'll have to choose unless you want to omit Black Christmas, which is Elf or an animated special. Um, Elf. Okay, we will do Elf next week and the week after that, Black Christmas. And then uh, after that, um, well, you're going to have to wait and see. That's going to be our uh, <laughs> post- that's gonna be our New Year's Day special where we'll be reviewing uh, all the great New Year's films that have come out over the years. Matthew, thanks for joining me. No problem. We're going to go play TF2. going to play some TF2. It'll be a good time. I'm probably going to go medic if somebody backs me up with a little bit of that heavy action. Maybe Mitch Vapes will drop in. Shout out to Mitch Vapes. Shout out to Mitch Vapes, uh, friend of the show, friend of us. He's a chill guy. Shout out to that girl who always watches our show. Uh, Which, who, uh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. And uh, shout out to everybody else who watches the show indiscriminately. Shout out to Matt's mom who watches the show. Uh, she doesn't, actually. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Did she watch, uh... Did she watch Beyond the Panel? Yeah, because that, that one's PG. Well, this is PG. Well, we say the F word sometimes. PG-13. Well, you get that... You get one F word in PG-13, so also no. Well, if we did one PG thirteen, would she would she listen? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not, it's, <laughs> I just haven't I just haven't given her the link because send her the link. We'll see. Anyway, I think this is a good place to end the show. All right, see ya. See ya. <laughs>